You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. It's a meat Friday at that. In case you're wondering, bangers and mash, Irish soda bread. Who's got it better than we do? Nobody. Except for Marvin. Marvin's Yukon Huskies go down in flames. He has a pie coming his way. Do you want to end your week with a pie or start next week with a pie? I'm definitely starting next week with a pie. Oh. I'm having a really good Friday. It's nice outside. Okay. I like starting with Monday. Okay. All right. Yes. Or feels like a good day to maybe a shepherd's pie to the face, right? Playing off the whole St. Patrick's. Oh, okay. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Uh, welcome to the program, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. This is where you go to work today. You talk to your buddies like, oh, my bracket's busted. No, your bracket's not busted. You know when it's busted? When your final two teams playing for the national title game aren't in, one of those two, or both. Then your brackets are busted. But... I don't know how many people pick St. Peter's to beat Kentucky. If you pick St. Peter's, either you went there or you don't like Kentucky. That's it. We'll come up with a poll question today, stat of the day, play of the day. By the way, this is how it sounded. The final call in Westwood 1 is St. Peter's defeats Kentucky. Three by Brooks on the way. He missed it. One second. Rebound comes to Drame, and that's it. David has stunned Goliath. The fifth. St. Peter's Peacocks, the tiny school of only 2,600 students, has knocked off mighty Kentucky, 85-79 in overtime. St. Peter's in Jersey City knocks off Kentucky. And if you watch the game, obviously Kentucky comes in with future NBA players. So size-wise, Kentucky's going to be more physical than St. Peter's. But you know what? When it comes to college basketball, you can still outshoot somebody and you can still outcoach somebody. And that's what happened last night with St. Peter's. You get into overtime, then it's anybody's game there. But give credit to St. Peter's. They were the better team last night. And... If you're a Kentucky fan, you really have to look within and go, man, it's great we got a ton of guys in the NBA. This is great. We have a great night with the NBA draft. But you start to wonder about the game plan, the philosophy, the strategy here. I'm bringing in great players, and John Calipari can recruit as well, if not better than anybody in the country. But you got one title to show for it. So every time Coach comes on and he tells me that his players have made over – a billion dollars in the NBA. I always think in the back of my mind, that makes it stand out even more that you haven't been successful in the tournament. You got one title with all of that talent, and nobody has sent more talent to the NBA than Kentucky has. Yes, Eden. It feels like Kentucky always has great scorers, but no shooters. You know, well, they, they always have these like super athletic dudes who will get you 30 a night or something, but somehow they, they can't get out of the first round or something. It's always a disappointment because they don't have a great shooter. And Devin Booker wasn't even a starter for Kentucky. Here is Coach Calipari after the loss. I feel bad for the guys because, I mean, they're taking it hard. They know you guys asked Kellen a question. It's tough for these kids. They know they what they did and how they did it. and But I also say, I'm going to say this again, an eight-point lead with three minutes to go. Let's go. Let's win this thing. And a couple errors to make the game close. You know, you, you they went zone, couldn't get them to throw the ball to the middle. Yeah, you know, 
You don't like to say somebody got outcoached. I mean, you, you know, it's I'm, I'm sensitive to it. I've been around these coaches for a long time. Uh, but your players got outplayed. Did you get outcoached? It certainly felt that way. You're up eight with three to go, and you're Kentucky. Got to win those games. And this is St. Peter's, right? But give them credit. I thought they were the better team from start to finish last night. They were more consistent than Kentucky. And sometimes when you're playing somebody, you're already looking past that team. Like, who do we play after St. Peter's? And that's where the coach goes, no, 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 focus on St. Peter. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got a 15 seed, St. Peter's. Uh, who do we have, like, next? And sometimes you'll run into an offense that's sort of, when we see college teams play Army, and we go, Oklahoma is struggling to beat Army at Oklahoma. And you're going, well, they didn't have long to prepare for Army. Certain teams, certain philosophy, certain strategies, and it works. That's why we love March Madness, because there are a lot of teams that you don't normally see, and then you, you watch them, like Richmond yesterday. You're going, wow, they're 12 seed. New Mexico State, 12 seed. Michigan and 11 seed, that didn't surprise me. Uh, Richmond surprised me, and certainly St. Peter's did last night. The last time double-digit seeds went 4-8 and eight on the first day. So, really, the du- last time double-digit di- seeds won four games in the first day of the tournament was 2010. So it's been a long time. But there was a lot of fun. I mean, that's, that's why you watch, because you're not quite sure. I'm watching Gonzaga, and I'm going, come on, Gonzaga, what's going on here? Now, Fritzy sent out a text and uh, I think it was um, three, what was it? Uh, Gonzaga up by three, and he goes, uh, you know, we should start looking at somebody. Uh, maybe we get Steve Lapis on to talk about the game if Gonzaga loses. There I was go, only like 18.48 left in the second half. Yeah, so. and I looked at the score. I said, Gonzaga's up three, and I go, they're going to win by 20. <laughs> they won by 21. So I was off a little bit there. But it's fun. So if you say my bracket's broken, busted, you're not alone. And Iowa was another one. It felt like, well, Iowa, getting hot at the right time. That's where you buy into that. And I always thought, okay, what are you like to get into the tournament? But I like the team that really is fighting to get into the tournament. Iowa did a wonderful job in the Big Ten tournament. And the Big Ten was the best conference this year. Most teams in the tournament. Three players, first-team All-American. And I'm watching Iowa, and I'm going, uh, better, better start playing well here. Going to get in trouble. And you're playing on a neutral court, and a lot of these players haven't played in the tournament. Like, you can play in a conference tournament, but when you play March Mad, I mean, it's just so much bigger. More, more media. And, you know, it can be in a sterile environment. You sort of have uh, your... Fan base traveling with you. It's just odd. And you're playing in arenas that maybe you haven't played in before. And, and the background is different. The sound is different. Travel, when we get there, when we play. And then you get these other teams that are looking ahead. North Carolina looked wonderful. And North Carolina is a really scary team. Because when I saw them when they beat Duke, everybody focused on Duke losing. And I went, North Carolina looked great. That's the focus. And North Carolina looked good yesterday. And they blew out Marquette there. 
But if your brackets are busted, you're not alone. We're all in this together. By the way, make sure you pick up some, uh, it, well, we're calling it Merch Madness, the uh, DP show. We have, uh, well, Fritzy has one of the uh, March Madness t-shirts on today. I love this. We have the Pie Slamma Jamma. Does Marvin get a Pie Slamma Jamma shirt? Because you lost the bet. Does that make you feel better? You get a Pie Slamma <laughs> Jamma t-shirt? A little bit. Okay. Thanks. Good. Uh, go to danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by the great folks at ButcherBox. So we got the uh, shipment in yesterday. Uh, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home or the man cave in our case. And sign up at butcherbox.com slash Patrick. Get two pounds of ground beef free at every order and a $10 coupon there. All righty. Got ahead of myself. Got excited about March Madness. Let me give you the uh, specifics here of this program iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup. You can watch on Peacock all three hours. you got to download the app. You can watch for free. Say good morning to our radio affiliates. Play of the day, stat of the day, and our poll question, Seton. What are we sitting on today? I'm going to go with one, uh, a snarky one from Paul here. This all is surprising. Uh, team who loses that Ooh. most pleases me. Uh, can You love to watch Kentucky lose, Duke, the Lakers, Alabama, Tom Brady, other... Ooh. Neither, neither. Okay. Tom's not a team, but I figured he'd work himself in there. Yeah. He's a brand. Yeah. I do think when it comes to March Madness, there are certain teams you can't root for. Even though that you know they might be better than somebody they're playing, but you still go, I can't write down that team's name. I didn't know enough about St. Peter's. I mean, I, I like Coach Cal, but I would say it to him. You know, you can't tell me about all these great players and they're making billions combined in the NBA, but you have one title to show for it. And in today's college basketball world, he is doing what he does better than anybody else, getting the great players. But you're only getting a one and done. And how many times do we see those teams that have juniors and seniors? It is amazing. And it's night and day difference between you can have a star freshman, great freshman, or you can have that guy who is a rung below him, or two, who's been there and understands. Remember when Villanova won? Remember when Virginia won? Having those guys who had been there for a little while. I've played in so many playground games where you got younger guys who are just unbelievable, and then you'll see these older guys. You know, a guy who shows up in corduroys, you know, <laughs> Chuck Taylors, and the dude is just kicking your ass and you're going, what the heck? You know, backdoor cuts, boxing out the whole thing, you know? Yeah. That's jean shorts guy. Yeah. He always kicks everybody. Yes. I still go back to when I played a game at the downtown athletic club. This is where they used to hold the Heisman trophy. That building has since been demolished after nine 11. But I remember going in there and I, it was a pickup game. Uh, Mike Dunleavy senior was there. The uh, former coach, so you know, people don't know that Mike Dunleavy can shoot as well as anybody I've seen. Like he was a great deep shooter, but he looks like he's 60, 70 years of age. <laughs> and at the time he was probably in his, you know, late forties, early fifties. Now nobody wanted to take Mike Dunleavy. And I'm like, I say to the guy who's on my team, I said, take him. He goes, the old dude. I go, take him. And so we get him and another guy who actually had pants on 
and he actually played at Yale, and he was 50 years of it. He had slacks on, <laughs> and I so I, it's me, it's Dunleavy, it's this guy who I eventually found out it played at uh, Yale, and we're going against these guys who are just. You know, in warm-ups, just throwing it down. Like, it's. I'm going, holy, this is an aerial display. We killed him. And I say, we, the guy from Yale and Mike Dunleavy, killed him. And you just go, why? How? It's understanding the game. It's understanding the moment. And that's what happens in March Madness. You know, you just get the right team, the right matchup, and that team looking ahead to see, who do we play next? You got to beat St. Peter's. Who do we play next? You got to beat Richmond. Or in UConn's case, Marvin's case, who do we play after New Mexico State? Nobody, Marvin. You guys play nobody. Um, you got the rest of the month off. No, 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 no. They got intramurals. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They're going back to Gamble All right. for intramurals. All right. Uh, so which team, when they lose, pleases me most? This is a little... So you got team. It's a little wordy. Yeah, because you got team whose losses most please me. But, well, it's also Tom Brady. Okay, how about losses that most please me? Yeah. You yeah, can throw the, the Yankees in there, too. Ooh. And people love watching the Yankees. Yeah. Lose. That's not a big deal anymore when the Yankees lose. Yeah, it spent all that money. <laughs> Let's look what you got now. You didn't have nothing. Yeah, boy. I got a sneaky one that may not make this poll, but lately it's been popular. Clemson and Dabo Sweeney. People really enjoyed him losing last year, I noticed on social media. Yeah. Not sure exactly why, but people enjoyed it. Well, you know, when all of a sudden you're uh, Newt Rockety, Amos Alonzo Stag, you know, all rolled into John Heisman. I'm like, slow down here. Slow down. Yeah, they got humbled. Uh, all right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. We will, more, more madness in March, the NFL or college basketball, because, boy, you can make a case, it's the NFL, certainly so far. When we come back, Devontae Adams, a Raider. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. The Mountain West went 0-4 in the tournament. Wyoming lost. Colorado State, Boise State, San Diego State, all losers in the first round. I mentioned which has had more madness, well, Football's had more madness in March than basketball because we just got started. But two weeks ago, Russell Wilson was a Seahawk. Tom Brady was retired. Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay was in doubt. Carson Wentz was a Colt. Devontae Adams was a Packer. Calvin Ridley was still active as a Falcons wide receiver. Khalil Mack was a Bear. Von Miller was a free agent. Mitchell Trubisky was the Bills' backup quarterback. Deshaun Watson preparing for a grand jury. And Troy Aikman and Joe Buck worked for Fox. 
That's 11 days that all of that has happened. And the biggest news of the NFL offseason has been Aaron Rodgers' decision to stay in Green Bay. Right Now you could say maybe Tom Brady or Russell Wilson getting traded, but all all the focus was on Aaron Rodgers. And you thought, all right, makes a lot of sense. You want to stay in Green Bay. You play in an easy division. You got an easy schedule this year. And you always have Devontae Adams. All right. The only problem is Green Bay traded Adams to the Raiders yesterday. That's one of those where I wasn't surprised with Russell Wilson getting traded. Wasn't surprised Tom Brady came out of retirement. Uh, Khalil Mack or Von Miller, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky a little bit that he's going to be a starting quarterback. Uh, Deshaun Watson prepping for a grand jury. You know, there was nothing surprising about that. Maybe the fact that there were no charges, uh, you know, they dismissed that case. But he still has the other uh, civil lawsuit. And I thought he would have already picked his team. And I guess it's come down to the Saints and Falcons. The Browns and Panthers have been told that uh, they're not in the running here. But it does feel like the Saints are going to be the winner here with Deshaun Watson. Or they're going to get him. I don't know if that makes him a big winner. But uh, I thought the Falcons made more sense. And then I wondered, could you know, there be a situation where he does go to Atlanta? And Matt Ryan is the big winner that he gets out of Atlanta and he gets to go to the Colts. And you get to play indoors. You get to have a great running attack. You've got a really good offensive line. And you've got a, a sneaky great defense there. And you got Frank Reich as your head coach. He might want that. And I guess he's holding off a, a roster bonus here. It's only $7.5 million, but I think restructuring his deal may be part of this. But back to uh, Adams. You know, the Packers receive a first-round pick and a second-round pick in this year's draft. And they get Devontae Adams. Draft picks aren't going to help Aaron Rodgers because Green Bay doesn't use first-round draft picks on wide receivers. I don't know if you can find a wide receiver right now. If you're looking around and you go, okay, Odell Beckham, uh, Julio Jones, Tom Brady is recruiting Julio Jones. Jarvis Landry, a possibility there, but... Aaron Rodgers may have to get out on the recruiting trail. This is what Tom Brady does. I mean, Tom Brady's picking up the phone, trying to get Julio Jones to go to Tampa. Aaron Rodgers. And then there are all these stories that came out. You know, we have all these insiders. Nobody knew, right? Nobody knew about this. Zero. Paulie even paused before he sent it because he thought somebody had hacked Adam Schefter's account. But, you know, I start to look at what's going on with, uh, you know, behind the scenes. I guess this deal fell apart on Wednesday, that, that it had been discussed. And I, you know, from what I'm reading, from what is being reported, Aaron Rodgers knew about it. And that Devontae Adams always wanted to play for the Raiders. Grew up, uh, you know, went to Fresno State, uh, played with David Carr, Derek Carr. They uh, have a house next to one another, and he wanted to be a Raider. And he's going to make more money. That's why when people put out, you know, a, a, a tweet or a text right away where it's like, oh, congratulations, Aaron, for taking all the money. That wasn't the case because the Packers reportedly offered Devontae Adams more money than the Raiders did. So, you know, everybody wants to have a hot take like, yeah, OK, great. You know, he had to get all that money. Well, Devontae could have gotten more money by staying with the Packers. But Rodgers reportedly was aware of the trade talks 
And uh, so I don't think he was blindsided by this. But the deal was dead on Wednesday, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, who will join us coming up next hour. But came back to life because anybody could have signed Devontae Adams to an offer sheet. If you gave up two first-round picks, you could get him. Now, you do have to pay him, and this is a deal that's worth $141 million over five years, and he's going to get an average of $28.25 million per year. That's a whole lot of money. Now, I have a lot of confidence in the Packers' ability to draft. Well, you're on the clock now because I don't know. I, I, you don't have a number one. Scantling, you're bringing him back. Randall Cobb. But we've seen wide receivers come in and make a splash right away. A lot of college, you know, wide receiver. Jamar Chase comes in. Justin Jefferson. Uh, Stefan Diggs, we've seen these wide receivers come in and it's like, whoa, DK Metcalf. All right. So, you know, that jump can happen immediately if you get the right guy. And are you going to use that first round draft pick on a, a wide receiver? Is there one of those guys that all of a sudden can go, hey, I can be what Devontae Adams was, or I can be close to that? Yeah, Paul. But a lot of these free agent wide receivers, about five or six days ago, they signed with Jaguars, with other places. If you knew there was an opening in Green Bay, and this guy can make you an all-pro or a pro bowler, like he did Devont- Devontae Adams' first three years, he was like a B-level receiver. And then five straight pro bowls. Well, I wondered about Allen Robinson signing with the Rams was a, sne- a sneaky great uh, pick. I mean, that really was. That was sneaky great. Robert Woods is probably going to be let go by the Rams. I don't know what they do with OBJ, but if you're Green Bay and you knew that you were going to lose Devontae Adams, do you back channel to say to Allen Robinson, hey, before you do anything, and maybe they did, I don't know. We'll find out from Tom Pelissero, but what a crazy week. Last 11 days. And this this is what makes the NFL king, king of content there. All right, we'll get phone calls coming up. We still are waiting for Deshaun Watson, that decision. It felt like it was 24 to 36 hours yesterday. I don't know if it's now we restart the clock today and it's 24 to the next uh, 36. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I said at the time, when he put out that uh, kind of a white flag, hey, I surrender, you guys can move on, you want uh, Deshaun Watson, then I'll play elsewhere. And then all of a sudden they weren't getting Deshaun Watson. And then there was a a source saying to Chris Mortensen that they wanted an adult at quarterback. All right, handwriting's on the wall in indelible ink here for Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield's agent said, oh, no, we don't want to go back. And the Browns say, no, no, we, we want you back. Well, I don't know what the trade market is for Baker Mayfield. You know, the Colts, Giants, Seattle. I don't know. But here's the problem I have. And this is a microcosm of Baker Mayfield. Okay, it's a tough time. Get tough. And that's why I was surprised he raised the white flag. Just say, hey, you want to bring in Deshaun Watson? Okay. But until then, I'm your quarterback here. And I played through pain to, to you know, try to get us into the playoffs. You know, looking back, should I? Probably not. But I wanted to bring this city a winner. I'm trying. I played through this. You want to bring in a guy... Uh, Because you say I'm not an adult who, look at what he's involved in, Deshaun Watson. 
but you want to bring him in and, and you want to get rid of me. Well, you know, Baker brings too much to the position. Like, this is where you do act like an adult, where you say, look, I'm a competitor. You want Deshaun Watson, then send me someplace else. I, 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 I don't want to leave. This city has meant so much to me and my wife. But if that's the case, then, you know, send me someplace else. Okay, and then I thought, well, if you don't get Deshaun Watson, then what happens? Do you then say to Baker, hey, were you just kidding? Come on. But your agent has to help you help yourself here. You know, now you want to force your way. See, this is where you act like an adult. The Browns haven't because they were willing to bring in Deshaun Watson. Like, yeah, we got to get rid of Baker. He's immature. Oh, okay. But if I'm Baker Mayfield, I would go back to Cleveland and I would try to play the best football of my life. And then what you say to Cleveland is, what do you want to do? And then if they want to get rid of you, then you have a little bit more bargaining power. You're coming off surgery, didn't play well, and it would give you an opportunity to say to a team, hey, look at what I just did with Cleveland, but they want to move on. Or Cleveland would have to walk back you know, their words and go, we're going to extend you. But tell me a team that has more talent. Like Seattle doesn't have more talent than Cleveland does. Now you can say Indy does, but I don't, I don't know if they would want Baker Mayfield there. Feels like they would want Jimmy G, maybe Matt Ryan. They don't want drama attached to this. Like you have to, it's a sliding scale. How much drama you got and how much talent you got. And right now, Deshaun Watson has both. He's got a lot of baggage, but he's got a lot of talent. With Baker, just go back and play. You know what? Bite your tongue and prove everybody wrong. That would be the approach. If I'm his agent, you know what? Go back there, make them eat their words. We're going to play. We're going to be great. We're going to win. And then you want to re-sign me or I'll go someplace else. But then that would give you more bargaining power. As a team, hey, I saw him. He, you know, he, he was quiet. Um, he just played football. There was no drama around him. He played great. Or the Browns are going to go, we can't afford to lose him now. Yeah, Paul. Can that happen at this point? Like your advice three days ago would have been fantastic. Like if you would have pulled Baker and Baker Mayfield aside three days ago. Why wouldn't have put out that letter? Can you backtrack now? It may be awkward, but I don't know if it's possible. Oh, I think these teams have a short memory. It's like everybody's falling all over themselves, embarrassing themselves to uh, recruit Deshaun Watson. No. Hey, yeah, he might have done those things. Man, he can he can play like, you know, that's what these teams are. That's what these owners are saying. They don't care. It's like, can you play? We're willing to take you. Yeah, Paul. But if you're at the Cleveland management in brass, do you look at this as an opportunity to move on from Baker Mayfield without you looking like you're in the wrong or the bad guy? He said he wanted out. You look to improve the position. They probably weren't going to sign into a big contract anyway. It seems like the problem's just been taken off out of their hands. They could yeah. dump him for whatever they get and add Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo. And like you said, that would be at least a, a wash on the field. And quiet off the field. I can't imagine. Matt Matt Ryan is not going to Cleveland. With the talent there? No, he's not going to Cleveland. Colts. If he's going, he'd go to the Colts, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, let's see if... What if Deshaun Watson doesn't go to Atlanta? I mean, Matt Ryan does know the days are numbered there. But 
he's probably saying, all right, I'm okay with this. But he's, you know, he's been around the league for a long time. He's a veteran. He's not going to let this bother him. It's not like Matt Ryan's going, oh, you interested in Deshaun Watson? Trade me. You know, Baker's the guy that he wants to, he's so competitive, he wants to fight you. And that's why I was surprised that he wrote this letter or his agent wrote the letter. Don't say goodbye. Don't say goodbye until you know it's goodbye. Like, if you want to say, I don't want to go. I'm going kicking and screaming. But don't, don't do a white flag surrender here. Because you might have to go back. And I said it at the time when I read that. I'm like, don't do this. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Fritzy does have a uh, Kentucky loses limerick. Don't we all lose if you have a Kentucky <laughs> That's loses? That's true. That's very uh, true. Limerick? I can't argue that. Okay. Uh, this program brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. The family takes turns turning heads, brains, beauty, athleticism. All they need now is for you to drive them off the lot. Mercedes-Benz vehicle of SUVs, a family of unrivaled vehicles waiting at your local dealer. Uh, Cyrus in San Francisco leads us off. Hi, Cyrus. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Good morning. I've been a Raider fan for a long time. Uh, since the 70s, and this is the first time in the last 20, 25 years uh, it seems like the franchise essentially is picking up somebody other than just a name or a patch of work to basically hope to bridge the gap. And it's the first time it shows that the culture in the team has changed and a player at his prime wants to play for this team instead of just grabbing the money and uh, well, he got he the money. He, he certainly got the money, but he did want to play for the Raiders. Thanks for the phone call, Cyrus. But you know what? You know, you got a new coach in there, new philosophy in there. And it, it, the AFC West is by far the best division in football. And I love what they've done. Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, you know, they lose in Gawkway, but I got a good running back, good tight end. I got a really good wide receiver now. And we're going to see what. Derek Carr is able to do with his uh, former college teammate. But the AFC West, what the Chargers have done, what Denver has done, Kansas City has been status quo for the most part. But I don't know if they're going to be doing anything anytime soon, or they may say, we like we like what we have right now. Let's not make any rash de- decisions here. Chargers, they were aggressive. I love it. Raiders, aggressive. Love it. Denver, aggressive. Love it. AFC West. Must see TV. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here today? Uh, Andrew in Washington is back. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, wonderful interview with Ray Allen yesterday. Love that guy. Tell stories like Dirk and C Web for you. And you always get something great out of him. So I always love to see Thank him you. on. Um, I don't know if we looked the other way or not, but there was an NBA game last night. It did produce the eighth 50-point game in the month of March, which is March Madness for the NBA. It's the most 50-point game since December of 1962. Um, I'm surprised that Todd is okay with Devontae Adams this morning, uh, not hijacking his first day of March Madness. And on that note, I I do have a uh, stat of the day. If I could have some music from Marvin. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you, Andrew. Sadiq Bey had the Pistons' first 51-point game in a win against Orlando last night since Rick Hamilton in 2006. Bey's 10 made three-pointers in the game tied a franchise record set in 1994 by Joe 
Dumars. Well done. Well done, Andrew. Sadiq Bey. If I said, hey, Sadiq Bey had an unbelievable performance. What sport? You'd go, uh, Premier League? Maybe a Corn Ferry Tour golf? <laughs> Cricket? Yeah, Sadiq Bey. He had 10 threes last night. He had 51. The Pistons beat the Magic. It shouldn't really count. If you do it against the Magic, that's not fair. But uh, 51 points. Um, the 13th player this season to score at least 50 points. That matches the 2018 season for the most players posting 50-point games in an NBA in the NBA in, uh, in its history. Yeah, Paul. Here's a stat I'd like to know. Sadiq Bey averages 16 points a game. Has anyone who averaged fewer than that ever scored 50 in that season? Okay. Marvin was quick to raise his hand. You know what? I'm going to say Tony Delk. Oh, that's a nice call. Oh, on a day after when Kentucky loses the former Kentucky Wildcat, Tony Delk. Okay. Take take it off of UConn. Thanks, Kentucky. Yeah. Yes, Paul. My guess would be, remember that rookie Brandon Knight for the Pistons? Yeah. Didn't he have 50 during his rookie year? I don't. He had a good rookie year, but I don't remember averaging more than 16. But we're going to check that. How about Kevin Porter Jr., the wow. third? Wowzers. So what's what's the uh, the the line, the over-under line is 16.3 six, uh, 16. 16. points. Okay, so we're going to set 16 points. Over-under, has anybody averaged less points and scored at least 50 in a season. All right, let me take a break. We'll get some of our best people on it. Operators, well, operator, uh, Tyler, standing by. Glad you're part of the program. Our play of the day is up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, my God. The play, the play, play. of the day. Check this out. Allen forced the steal into the hands of Henry. Aggies with a basketball. 30 seconds left to go. Drive, shot, got it, and the foul. Oh, my goodness. Teddy Allen did it on the defensive end, then on the offensive end. And he's got his team primed to advance with a five-point lead and 27 and a half seconds left to go. Teddy Allen went for 37. Aggies win, snapped a streak of 12 straight tournament losses. Their last tournament win came in 1993. They knock out UConn. That's courtesy of Westwood One. Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. What do U.S. News, PC Magazine, Popular Science have in common? They think that Simply Safe Home Security is the best home security of the past year. To claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring, go to Simply Safe Dan. Dot com. I think uh, Allen had been to Teddy Allen. This might be his fourth college here, and he's still <laughs> a junior. Still a junior. Yes, Eaton. Teddy Allen loves him some Teddy Allen. That's for sure. Yes, he does. That's probably why he's been at four different stops here. But he had a great night and put an end to Marvin's dreams of his UConn Huskies doing damage in the tournament. All right. We were looking at the... Uh, 
I don't want to say the worst players to score 50. How about unexpected players to score 50 points? All right? Because Sadiq Bey had 51. And he plays for the Pistons, in case you don't know. Went to Villanova. And his last year there, the tournament was canceled. So we didn't get a chance to see him in tournament. So I got Clifford Ray. or uh, Let me see. Not Clifford Ray. I got uh, Cliff Robinson. I got Andre Miller. Wow. I've got... Let me see. Who else do I have here? Um, hmm. Tony Delk. Now, we were looking at guys who scored 16 points or less, average 16 points or less. Willie Burton with the Heat. Charles Smith, the Clippers. Dana Barrows. Dana Barrows could shoot. Um, Tracy Murray. Uh, Tracy could shoot. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. I wouldn't put him in there because Mahmoud led the nation in scoring when he was at LSU. Rashard Lewis. Walt Wesley played for my Cincinnati Royals and scored 50. Corey Brewer of the Rockets had 50 in a game. Freeman Williams. Now, you can't put Freeman and Williams in there because he led the nation in scoring, or at least he was one of the top scorers in the, in the nation. That's why I hate list. Did anybody see Freeman Williams play? I did. God. Uh, Brandon Jennings. Uh, he put up, did he put up a double nickel? He put up 55, right? Uh, As a rookie, I think. Yeah, okay. Vernon Maxwell. <laughs> he could shoot. He's crazy, but he could shoot. He put 51 up. Terrence Ross. Out of Louisville? Terrence Ross uh, with the uh, Raptors. Uh, he had uh, he won the slam dunk contest, and uh, he scored fifty in a game, fifty one in a game against the Clippers. Any other players that were missing there, Paulie? Well, the bet was who had fewer Ooh. than sixteen points a game when serviceable swingman Corey Brewer dropped fifty. Right. He was averaging ten and a half points that year. Oh, is he, that the lowest? That lowest so far that I could find, okay. I got Tony Delk, 2000-2001, was averaging 12.3 off the bench okay. for your sons mm. when he dropped 50. Mm. But Sadiq Bay averages 16.5 points per game. Is that right? Yep. Okay. 16.3. 16.3. Some more phone calls here. Uh, Terry in Rochester. Good morning, Terry. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good, today? sir. What's on your mind? Good. I just want to talk about that Devontae Adams contract, man. Uh, that's crazy. You got this guy, he's a receiver. You know, like I know, receivers and uh, running backs get hurt more than anybody in the league. This guy getting $1.6, $1.7 million a game. Uh, it's a lot. That's a lot, of money for, yeah. that's a lot of money for a receiver today. Yes, it is. That is. Thank you, Terry. Yes, Seaton. Are wide receivers in danger of being viewed similar similarly to running backs that they're interchangeable interchangeable don't pay them a lot of money just keep put in a new one it feels like if you're going to get a second contract it's easier to be a wide receiver because the game is all about passing and less emphasis on running now the, the, you know um deandre hopkins got paid now these guys you know for the most part they're the, you know jamar chase is going to eventually get paid justin jefferson um, Stefan Diggs, yeah. See, but is it the smart football play? Well, do you pay more for your quarterback 
or do you try to get your quarterback maybe mid-range, but you pay more for a wide receiver? I, I, I feel like you can get wide receivers. Now, can you get Devontae Adams? There's going to be another Devontae. Nobody thought Jamar Chase was going to be this great, I don't think, right away. Nobody thought Devontae Adams was going to be great out of Fresno State. It feels like if you're in the right position with the right quarterback, I think a quarterback can make you better. Now, I could say the same thing of what goes on in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. I feel like Jefferson has made Kirk Cousins better. But was Marvin Harrison going to be a Hall of Famer someplace else? Reggie Wayne going to be great someplace else without Peyton Manning? I just I want to have my quarterback because I just think the quarterback, I think Tom Brady has made his receivers better. But if I'm Derek Carr, I got Hunter Renfro, who's a really good, uh, you know, that slot receiver. Darren Waller I like. You got Jacobs as your running back. I got a couple of pass rushers there with uh, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Got a new coach. Man, feels good to be a Raider fan today, I would think. Although you look around and you go, yeah, well, Denver's going to be a little better and Chargers going to be a little bit better and Kansas City's already going to be good. We'll check in with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers knew all of this was going to go down. Still wanted to go back to Green Bay. I would have thought that if he knew that Devontae Adams wanted to leave, that he would want to leave. We'll check in with the Packers coming up. Back after this, one hour in the books, two more to go in this Meet Friday Dan Patrick Show.